Welcome to episode number 103 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name is Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. In this week's podcast, I'm interviewing Katie Harris, who many of you will probably know from her YouTube videos uh, and her company called Nurse Printers. She's got over 10,000 followers and subscribers on YouTube, and a lot of people are watching her videos with information about how to start a IV hydration business, uh, how to um, figure out you know, the, a six-figure business model for nurses who want to get past the bedside. And she's got a big goal, which is to help 10,000 nurses over the next 10 years uh, become business owners. So it's pretty impressive. In this interview, we talk about how she's grown her business and really how she's become a responsive CEO to meeting the needs of the market and, and, and how important that is as a quality that all of us who are CEOs need to embody. So, but we talk about how she's grown and built her business, how she is, um, you know, responding to the market needs and, and really where the business is going for her. So, so I invite you to sit back and listen in. This is a great interview and, um, there's a lot of information in here, which I know will be helpful to you. So without further delay, here's Katie Harris. Hey, Katie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. And um, I wonder if you would start, please, by introducing yourself and telling people just a little bit about who you are, and then we'll go from there. Okay, sure. So I'm Katie Harris. I'm owner and CEO of Nursepreneurs. I've been a nurse for 20 some years, a long time. And yeah, I mean, I got started in neurosurgery and uh, became a nurse practitioner, got my doctorate, did all kinds of education out the wazoo. And, um, you know, it just uh, led me to really what I'm doing now. I mean, that's really a, a huge sum up, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the path kept like pushing me towards um, doing my own thing and working on my own projects, which is what I've always loved to do. And uh, becoming an entrepreneur is, is what allowed me to do that. So what made you go get a PhD? I mean, I get this question because I get a lot of clients who are like, I don't know, like thinking about a DNP, I'm thinking about a PhD, you know, uh, but like, I'm curious, uh, what, what made you go that route? Um, so the twofold at the time, uh, I was in, engaged to a guy who was a PhD. So I felt, you know, I was keeping up with the Joneses because I was with people that everybody had their PhD. They were PhDs in English. So it was completely different. But, you know, there was this feeling like without the PhD and without being on, you know, having gone to the extent of doing all the education that I could, that I was somehow missing a piece of the puzzle. Uh, which is probably not the best reason to go for a PhD, but I just wanted to take my education as far as it could go. And I'm also a little bit of a degree collector, so I, I like going to school. <laughs> what made you go to school to get an MBA? Um, I wasn't entirely happy working as a nurse on the floor and thought that I would do the MBA and then I had these delusions of grandeur of how I would like do all these crazy things and, you know, work international. And uh, I don't know what I was thinking, but and, and that I could have done that. But um, at the time when I graduated with my MBA, I realized that, you know, I kind of had to start at the bottom again. And at this point, I had gotten to a, a space in nursing where I was actually pretty happy on the floor. And I was making really good money and to have to start over as an MBA and work 
up the ladder of the corporate world. You know, it's just kind of like, why didn't I do this again? <laughs> because I don't think I want to do that. Um, you know, because I was already at the top of the pecking order in you know nursing in the unit that I was in. So I, as soon as I finished the MBA, I started my NP degree. Mm, so your MBA came first. That's really interesting. Okay. So, and then, so then what made you do the NP? Like, well, I, like I said, I had been working with this neurosurgery group for a long time and they had, I didn't, you know, this was back in 2002, yeah, 2002 when I went back to school. Um, and when, just to back up a little bit, I had been in Houston before that and they had PAs and I had no idea, like in 1997, 1998, somewhere around there, I had no idea what an NP or a PA was. Um, but, you know, they ran the neuro ICU at Herman Memorial where I was. So I, I thought it was pretty interesting. So it kind of stuck with me. I had looked into NP programs before doing my MBA, but um, I didn't like the curriculum for some reason. I don't know what I was looking for, but that's why I'm like, all right, well, let me just do business. So I did business. And in the time of doing business, working with the neurosurgeons back in Philadelphia, there were NPs that were on the floor and I was like, Oh, like, well, you know, this is something I could do. It'd be interesting. And then I can stay with the group and I'd have more autonomy. And that was my big thing um, was being able to do more and more things. Cause I kind of hit a ceiling as a bedside nurse. Do you think that's the trend for you? You go where you can hit a ceiling and then switch environments and kind of like trailblaze in another. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, it's exhausting, but it's, <laughs> it's the way I do things for, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Okay. So you, and then the PhD came after that. Uh, let's see. When did the P yeah. So I graduated, uh, with my NP in 2005 and I went, I started school in, uh, the fall of 2005 in my PhD. Yep. So, so I'm that, right back. So you've re so I mean, totally you've, reinvented your career a couple times at least. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, so you get out with your PhD and then when did you start nursepreneurs? And if you can, and I, yeah, I just read on your website that you, you through nursepreneurs and please correct me if I'm wrong, but that you've helped over nurses start over 200 and some businesses you've what, got uh 12 or 13,000, something like that in your Facebook group. Um, you'd said that you've helped hundreds of, of, you know, clients through and thousands through your podcast. Um, so, and you've got a top 10 ranking podcast for nurses and podcasting, which is super cool. Um, so what, like, how, how did nursepreneurs come about and tell me that story? Right. So, I mean, there was that level of frustration that I had working with the neurosurgeons because it was a steep, um, it really was a steep learning curve. It took me years and I grew up with the residents and, you know, it was, it was great when they were interns and then the PGY twos all the way up to PGY seven. And I saw them through their cerebrovascular fellowships and then they would graduate and move on. And it's kind of like, I went back to the intern and had to like grow up with the intern again. And, you know, after you've done that once or twice, it's just, you know, you start getting irritated i mean maybe you get irritated before then but i was getting really irritable with the, the interns and i'm just like you know why am i not going anywhere right like why do i keep coming back to square one and just keep doing the same things over and over again and then it was kind of like coming into the hospital and putting out the same fires i've been putting out for the last 10 years because 
you know, either nobody's going to fix it or I try and fix it and I, you know, get dismissed and, and that kind of stuff. And um, it just caused a lot of angst uh, for me and a lot of frustration. Fortunately, I was doing my PhD at the time, uh, so I had that to kind of distract me. Um, but one of my surgeons graduated and went down to this hospital in Atlantic City, and I went down with him just for a, a change of pace because I kind of burnt some bridges uh, just in my irritability <laughs> with the system and the way things yeah, are going. Yeah, I'm like, I need a new environment. Um, so I went down yeah. with him. And again, it was like for the first couple of months, it was fun. It was interesting and new. And that was the same mm -hmm. old crap. Um, and then one day, this would have been 2013, somewhere around there, 2013. Well, I had graduated with my PhD in 2011. And I had, um, I got pregnant with my son. So I'm a single mom by choice. So I did sperm donation um, and had my son. So he, when he was born, I'm like, well, I can't work with neurosurgery anymore because I, I literally was taking call all night, like five, all six days a week. Time. You know, I go in at three in the morning to fix ventrics or whatever I needed to do. Um, so I took a job with the school of nursing. Um, and that was a great move for uh, time management. Uh, but I remember the first day of like showing up and they sit me down at this desk. My office is completely empty and there's a computer on my desk. And I'm like, I have absolutely nothing to do. I'm like, I am going to go out of my mind <laughs> with boredom because I'm used to like running around and, you okay. know, throwing out fires and stuff. Um, but within two years, Walmart called me and asked me to be work for them as a senior manager for talent acquisition. And that's when I started meeting nurses who had their own businesses. They ran radio shows. They had podcasts. They had like they were doing all kinds of amazing things. So that's when I started my podcast because I wanted to hear their story. And the more I heard their story, the more I was like, well, I can help other people do this. And that's where nurse printers came from. And I don't know, maybe it was a long-winded way to get to there, but um, that it was that uh, talking to them and finding out how they did things that just opened my eyes to all the possibilities of what we could do. So curiosity. I mean, pure, like genuine curiosity. It sounds like at least just of like, let me interview these people and see. It's funny. That's how, that's why I started doing interviews on this podcast. Cause I was like, you know, there are so many people out there just like you, uh, who are doing amazing things in the world. And I should just, I could have an opportunity to have a conversation with them. Not some, I don't think I thought of it as an interview, but I could just go out and have a conversation with them and we could take it as evidence and be an example of what's possible for somebody else who's maybe thinking about it too. And that would be, that's how, you know, you could get a sea change within the profession. Um, you know, the more people that you have kind of, that you can open their eyes to what's possible, you know, the more possibility you could create. So, um, so I really like that. Okay. So wait, so, so Walmart calls and you do talent. So you go from school of nursing Mm -hmm. oh, I kept that job because it was okay. so easy because I wasn't actually doing anything. So it's like, I'm going to keep oh this my God, job. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's very smart move. Okay. And then, and then you're like, oh, sure. I'll just do talent acquisition. So you're hiring people for Walmart, I presume, but not yes, nursing so, related. Yes, it was. Um, so oh, okay. Walmart has uh, these clinics called the Walmart Walmart care clinics, and they opened 18 of them provisionally in Texas, South Carolina, and Georgia. So we had to recruit nurse practitioners to run those clinics. Um, so that's where right. I came in. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So your so, family kept saying, you know, Katie, there's cleanup in aisle six. I'm like, you know what? It's just stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
Of course they did. Um, uh, okay. So then, so you're with Walmart, you're doing the, the interviews and then you're, um, or hiring for Walmart for these clinics. And then does Walmart still have those clinics today? They do. Yep. But they haven't really expanded. Uh, they're just, they've still have the same 17 or 18 clinics. Okay. So you're hiring for those and then you're having conversations with these nurses and then, and then you start the podcast mm-hmm. and then wait, the business comes after the podcast. Pretty much. Yeah. Because when I, when I was working for Walmart, one of my thoughts was like, gee, how do I, how do I find nurse practitioners? Like, you know, how do I, I mean, my job was basically a recruiter and I had no idea what I was doing. So like really kind of researching, um, you know, what a recruit, how do I recruit nurse practitioner? Um, and uh, so delve into that. And I thought, well, maybe I should start a blog or something and start writing about uh, whatever and create a community of nurse practitioners so that they know that we have these positions and that, you know, that kind of stuff. But then the problem was, I'm like, well, how do I start a blog? What do I do? And at this time, like, I had no idea how to start a blog. I didn't know how to start a website. I didn't even know you can make money online, as naive as that sounds. But I didn't know there was such a thing as online courses. Um, So I bought my first online course, uh, and that was how to start a blog. And I started something called DNP Life, which was Nurse Practitioner Life. And that later morphed into nursepreneurs because I was trying to keep my logo, which is really kind of funny, but you know, I, my brother designed this logo and it said NP life and I had it in like six places and I'm like, Oh, I can't change the logo. Oh, isn't that funny? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, so NP life blog turns into nursepreneurs Mm -hmm. and then what do you do? Yeah. So, well, then Walmart fires most of us because the clinics aren't doing as well as they're doing. So I went back to the school of nursing and, or, you know, went back to my one job instead of two jobs. And and, uh, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like I was going batshit crazy because you know, I'm so used to being busy and you know, my, my son at this time is like three. And that's, you know, um, that's an interesting time in general. Yeah. They're so cute yeah. at that age. Yeah. Um, so I, I certainly had more than enough things that I could have done. Um, but I, I really wanted to pursue like, what can I do with this blog? What can I do with these interviews? Um, how can I turn this into something? And so I started going to mastermind meetings and one of the guys there was like, you should start a Facebook group. And that would have been like 2016, 2017. And I'm like, oh, wow. I don't know. What am I going to do with a Facebook group? Like, I don't know how to entertain yeah. people. Like, what do I say to them? What if nobody yeah. shows up? Like all these reasons not to, but I did it because he told me to, and it was like the best thing I could have done. Why? Because that's where we get all our information. Like what are the nurses looking for? Like I was trying yeah. to sell uh coaching, one-on-one coaching, and I was getting nowhere with it. And inside the Facebook group, everybody was like, IV hydration, IV hydration, IV hydration. And I was like, yeah. okay, fine. Like, yeah. IV, I don't know anything about IV hydration. So I got one of the nurses that I interviewed who did start an IV hydration. And I was like, let's create a course for these people. Like, cause that's all they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's when it exploded. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so IV hydration was the first course. Uh, it wasn't the first course, but I think we did like legal nurse consulting. I might've done another course before that, but it was, you know, the one that really people are really interested in because that was what they were talking about. Okay. So what's then in your business now, what are the main drivers of revenue for your business structure now? 
so it's less so the courses. There's lots of people out there with courses now. They've proliferated all over. I mean, even my students have like, you know, created their own IV hydration courses. So there's a lot of competition in that realm, which is fine. It's it's all good. So we transitioned this past year to two features in particular. One, helping them to set the business up. Um, so, you know, like with design, branding, and marketing, and then having that marketing continuity at the back end. So those are the two main uh, things that we're focused on right now, because um, one, there's not a lot of people in the nursing space doing that. And two, it's like they, they charge some, everybody charges so much for marketing. And I, I get why, but it's like not affordable for the little yeah. person. I mean, there's I one of our nurses went out and purchased like a $40,000 marketing package as a startup. Oh I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we, we can do better than this. Like we can do more for the nurses at a way lower price. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you've got set up the business, which entails what the marketing component and the logo and the branding and that kind of stuff, or is it more like yes. from a financial perspective or what? Um, all of it. So, you know, we bring them in, uh, we help them find a lawyer. We do their business plan, market research for them. We set them up with a one-on-one -on -one coach. Um, and then we go through, we do their copy. We talk, we interview the nurses, we write uh, their website, we write their brochures, we create their collateral and do the branding, and then we set up the marketing. We set up Facebook ads, um, we do emails. I mean, there's a whole like list of things that, that go on. Um, but yeah, it, it's a big package and it's a lot of work for us and it's still a lot of work for the nurses because yeah. you know, it's just a lot of work to set up a business. Yeah, it is. Um, and so then who's your target kind of audience for, you know, if people are listening, how do they know if this is kind of uh, right for them? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, so the IV hydration um, is, it, it's an easy start, I think, for a lot of nurses. One, they're able to wrap their minds around what exactly it is they're going to be doing. You're going to start IV and yeah. hang in fluids. Like, it, you know, that's not a difficult concept. Whereas some of the other businesses like concierge nursing or content writing, it's kind of like, oh, where do you get the customers from? How do I position yeah. this? There's a lot more yeah. confusion and it's it. a harder yeah. sell. But we also um, are bringing in more workshops for like 2024 because we're going to focus on products that you can sell in addition to IV hydration. So you're not just limited to that. Like, semi-glutide or, you know, doing um, hair loss restoration, um, you know, the different things that you can easily incorporate into the, the business model. So like, it's really kind of morphing more into like health and wellness, um, mm -hmm. bioidentical hormone therapy, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So what do you, what do you like kind of about the business now versus maybe when it was, you know, just in its infancy? What, what do you think? Um, I like that we are able to develop more and more partnerships. Uh, so like when you first start out, people don't always take you seriously, or they're not sure if you're going to be a waste of time, because you're just going to disappear in a year. So uh, establishing your footing, it's a lot of work. Um, and not that, you know, as you get bigger, it's just it's more work in a different way. Um, but we don't have those kind of insecurity issues you know I, I feel like we can go in and start talking to people and 
bring prices down yeah. and negotiate and, and do that kind of stuff at this point. So I do like that. That's fun. Yeah. Um, where do you think your business is going over the next, I don't know, a couple of years, five years? Five years. I mean, well, our 10 year goal is to get 10,000 nurses in business um, and, you know, help them to be, to thrive in what they're doing. So in five years, uh, maybe, you know, like getting a thousand nurses a year um, for the next 10 years, that's, that's really what we're looking at and not just set the business up, but like I said, have a, a solid marketing plan, help bring revenue in because you don't want to spend all this money setting something up and then you can't get clients, <laughs> you know, that's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you track revenue too, that, that your clients go out and produce subsequently with your program? Um, we haven't uh, yet because we haven't had the continuity piece to it that we've started, we've built this year. Uh, now we will be able to do that because everybody's in one system and we can see across systems. And so now we can compile a data of like what's working. And, you know, even with like Facebook ads, I can say, you know what, this one ad, if you put $50 a day on it, it's going to generate this much on average. Um, and that having that kind of data is like amazing. Um, where, what do you think in terms of your, um, kind of what you do, what's most valuable, you know, cause you clearly have a lot of background and a lot of opportunities and, and, uh, services that are, I would imagine very useful to those, of us, those of us who are, you know, entrepreneurs, but what do you think is kind of the really unique and special about what you do and how you do it? Um, well, what I think is really unique is how we bring in nurses to help nurses like that's a big part of it all my the my coaches are students that have gone on and done really successful stuff and now they're teaching you know the students who are coming in and trying to to get launched um and our directors are our nurses um it's just one of those things that we care about the profession we care about each other and we want to see each other do well um, and the focus isn't so much on how much money can I get out of you as much as it is like, how can I make sure that you're successful at like a price that's affordable for a startup? So we're very cognizant of that. Uh, and it, it's caused major problems in my, my company. I've gotten kicked out of operations because I'm like, oh, let's just do this for the nurses. Let's just do all of this for the nurses. Yeah. And they're like, the scope creep on this is so expensive. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. How many people do you employ? Uh, there is in our core team, uh, there's about 10 of us. 10 of us. Okay. Did you ever, I mean, did you ever think back in 2011 when you're, so going for your PhD or when you're getting your MBA back in the day, like, did you ever think you would have a business with 10 employees and, or 10 contractors, whatever they are? No. And I'll tell you the first like $10,000 you make is like the hardest money you'll ever make. Um, and I, I had a coach one time who was like, I want you to write on a dollar bill, like uh, money, how much money that you want to earn from this. And uh, it seems unattainable. And I wrote what that's what I wrote down. I wrote $10,000 down. And now it's like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like uh, it, that just seemed like as far as I could possibly go. And uh, at the time, because I just didn't have like a huge 
in a way I didn't have confidence in myself or didn't didn't really know what I wanted it to be. And in a lot of ways, I'm letting the business morph into what it is. And it's getting more and more out of my control of what it is, um, which is weird to say, but uh, it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it sounds like it's a responsive business too, which is a good one to have, right? I mean, you right. know, meeting the needs of people. Um, so what's your version of living the good life? I mean, that's what we talk about on the show. The whole, the premise of, uh, you know, my program and the community that I have is that business is great and all. And for those of us who are, you know, the achievers or the degree accumulators or the, um, the doers of the world or the strategists of the world, you know, business is really good and fun. And it's a great game. And, um, I think for a lot of us, it's not necessarily an end game. So what do you, what's your version of living the good life? What do you think? Um, so there's two things that I love doing when one of them we've been talking about, which is doing more things. And so I just opened a <laughs> clinic and I'm actually in my clinic. They just paint it today and it opens in January. So it's a health and wellness Good for clinic you. opening. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and as I step away from nursepreneurs, I can do this. But the second thing that I do a crap ton of, um, and my son, who's now 11, will tell you, I'm not sure he's completely happy about it, but we travel a lot and frequently. Um, so he has been to uh, most continents of the world and we're going to hit Antarctica in February. So that'll be like the last one. <laughs> um, in February. Yeah, in no February, doubt. we're going to Iceland in December. Um, and then uh, in like two weeks, actually two weeks today. And then um, we are going to Antarctica in February and then we'll be in Europe in the summer. So I, I like taking vacations, even though I work during my vacations, I still like taking them. <laughs> what do you like about travel? Uh, I like being in unfamiliar situations and, you know, kind of relying on like, how do I navigate this? Where do I go? What's going on? Who do I need to know? Like that kind of stuff. I used to travel a lot by myself um, all over the world. And it was that feeling of having to rely on myself and as well as being in a position where I had to reach out to people because I tend to be very introverted and it gets tiresome going to dinner by yourself all the time. So all of a sudden you're like very more responsive to meeting people and and being friendlier and open and seeing where things go. And so now I've got friends all over the world, which is really exciting too. Hmm. Um, all right. If people want to reach you or they want to find out more or they want to see kind of whatever you're current offer is or find out about IV hydration, like where do they, where do they go and what do they type in? How do they find you? Uh, you just go to nursepreneurs.com. Uh, we actually have redone the website. It's going to go live next week, which I'm very excited about. So it'll be much more navigatable. <laughs> so hopefully by the time you listen to this podcast, that new website will be up and you'll be able to find whatever you want easily on the website at nursepreneurs.com. Okay. And, um, any other kind of words of wisdom or, you know, you, so how long have you been in doing something entrepreneurial? How long has it been roughly 10 years ish? Uh, 13 yeah. nursepreneurs is going to be, it was seven years old this year. Uh, but I've been like, I used to, um, I used to sell stationery when I was like seven door to door, which, you know, I'm like, what? That's, that's impressive. Have been like, yeah. <laughs> what are my parents, what's wrong with them? <laughs> So it's been, so it's been some time for you. Okay. So over your journey as an entrepreneur, uh, any words of wisdom? Cause there are a lot of people who are, I would call them budding entrepreneurs and are 
community and I loved on your website, you said something about nurses make the best entrepreneurs. I agree hundred percent. I think we're natural problem solvers and we're usually curious. We get good at asking questions. You know, it's a skill that we've been trained to, you know, get good at and, um, and that makes us great entrepreneurs. So anything else that you think, you know, just words of wisdom for people out there who are thinking about doing something like this? Yeah. And this is what I always tell my son. Um, it's that, you know, courage is being afraid and doing it anyway. And, uh, you know, even opening this health and wellness business, I'm terrified, like, you know, what it, yeah, all the fears come rushing back of like, what if this, what if that, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to make it work. I know I can make it work. Um, I just need the right people and, and the right mentorship and the right uh, marketing plan in place. Uh, and I know it can work. I've seen it work. And yeah, I mean, if you're interested in doing something, you just commit to it and you don't have to be a hundred percent. You just have to have the courage and know that you can do it. So, and just out of curiosity, so running an, a business with 10 employees, which is not enough and single momming, it would just not enough. You were like, I'm going to open up a little practice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well you yeah, have other company. ideas too. I want to get like a degree in acupuncture. So like, you know, someday it's on the back burner, but once I get bored of this and then sell it or something, I'll just, <laughs> I think that's good too. And I like that. Um, we're going to normalize being bored sometimes and that it's not a problem to go out there and sometimes get bored and reinvent and, you know, do something different and do something new. And I, I follow suit in that, in that same way. So all right. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I think this will be helpful and um, you're a great resource in our community for uh, you know excelling uh, entrepreneurship. And so I thank you for being an example of what's possible and also for just taking some time out of your schedule to share what's going on, you know, in, in your neck of the woods. Um, and um, I, there's, there's so much opportunity that's out there. And I, I love that you just kind of shown that your career can go in a multitude of ways and you get to constantly choose kind of which direction it's going to go next and, um, and what kind of impact you're going to have. I mean, you're a great example of that. So thank you very much. Well, thanks for having me. Hey, it's Anne. If all of this business talk piqued your curiosity about getting your own thing together, I want to invite you to come on over to www.nurseslivingthegoodlife.com and see what we've got in store for you. Whether it's getting started in your first NP side hustle or learning to build your private practice in 30 days or less, there's a lot of opportunities for those of us who are ready for that next chapter. So check us out at www.nurseslivingthegoodlife.com. And don't forget, if you like this podcast, leave a review and also subscribe to get all of the latest episodes.